By what name are you known? There are some who call me... Tim? I'm Brad Williams, the creator of Once Upon a Wasteland, a post-apocalyptic science fiction romance audio drama, and you're listening to 20 Tim Minutes. Yo, what's going on? Episode 72 of 20 Tim Minutes. If this is your first time, my name is Tim McCarthy. I'm the host of this podcast. It's a podcast that focuses on mental health, your humor, insight, and personal stories in roughly 20 minutes. I haven't gone over 29 minutes yet, so we're going to keep the name. Uh, Thank you to Brad with Once Upon a Wasteland with that introduction. Once upon a time, 27 years after the bombs fell, there were two people, a vault dweller and a California girl. They met and sparks flew. That's when things got interesting. I like that idea. Like in, uh, It's pretty much like an audio book. And uh, I would love to come up with like names for characters. So if you need a new name for a character in a, in a story, not even Once Upon a, Once Upon a Wasteland, this is for anybody. Um, let me think of one. Uh, Scab Jones. Scab Jones would be a great name. I don't know why I thought of that. I might have a scab on my body. I don't know. And Jones goes with anything. Jones is just like a popular last name. Scab Jones. How you doing? Um, 1-800-273-8255 is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Or if you don't like talking to people like myself, you can text the uh, number 741741 and text the word home to that if you live in the North Americas. Or go to crisistextline.org. I don't know if anyone's getting sick of that, but I don't care. Got to make sure that we put that out there every week. I might actually start pre-recording it for every episode before we kick things off, before people call me Tim. If you don't know what that's from, I'm not happy with you. If, you're not, if you don't know what that's from, find out and then get back to me, please. So after last week's episode, I skipped a lot about me, rightfully so. So I'll give you guys an update, therapy update. I like it. This guy's great. Rachel's dad, uh, therapist's dad, unreal. So he challenges me really well, and I like it because it's hard. He asks me questions where I'm like, wait a minute. I've never been asked that before. Like, he's definitely the therapist, therapist, therapist. Like, he's like that meme with like, he's the final boss therapist. And I got him. I made it to that. I made it to the finals by using the Mario cheat code when he goes into like the third, the third tube. That was like the best. When you were a kid and you grew up in the NES era and you found out about that cheat, that was like back in the day, dude. I was born in 86, so like I was a, I was a Nintendo friend though. I don't think I, I've told that story in an episode, but going through the warps and then Mario and Nintendo was like a different feeling. And then you would like tell your cousin and the cousin didn't know, and then they tell their friends and then other friends, and they don't get back to you. How did we do that? Now you just go online and figure out all the codes and people are like, oh yeah, I, I broke it down and configured it. And now it's uh, we put Zelda in there instead of Mario. It's like, what? How did you do that? But I don't care anymore. Neither do you. Um, he always asked me like what the end game is for being a bad guy instead of a good guy. He's like, if you don't think you're a good guy, then uh, what's the end game for that? I'm like, what does he want? And I didn't know how to answer that. He's like, what do you, what do you want to do? And I was like, I pretty much told him, I was like, I, I like to tell people that I'm not a good guy. So I don't have to explain it if I do something bad pretty much, which doesn't really make sense when I explain it to him. It's just like, I guess it's like playing defense with my offense in a way, if that makes sense as well. I pretty much put it all out there so you can't use it against me that I'm a bad guy. So if I do fuck up, I'm already been, I already have my hand up. Well, I'm like, well, I shouldn't, you shouldn't expect it much uh, because I am a bad guy. And he says, yeah, I shouldn't do that anyway because I'm not being a bad guy. So he is helping me be a good guy. Um, 
I would be a face. If you're a wrestling fan, WrestleMania just happened. I would be a face, but I feel like I'm a heel, which is a bad guy. Um, so I'm making, I'm going through a face turn right now. Going back to Hulk Hogan, minus the racism. He said, uh, good guy. so I had to get Fanny, my blind dog, out of the backyard. He said, no no bad person would adopt a blind dog. And I was like, ah. I was like, Fanny, I was like, why did you have to tell him that you were blind? And uh, I don't know how I got through it. Um, and another thing too, my mood has been just so much better. And I don't know, if, it could be a combination of things is my new medication, Abilify. I think that's really helping. The new weather is really helping. I cleaned my room and like make my bed now. Like, who am I? That's like a new thing to me is I, I keep, I'm trying to keep things clean. And when you clean up and do these things, you may, you feel so much better. Like vacuuming. I like to vacuum when I have the uh, energy to do it. It's just so refreshing that I put the little powder down so my cat hair doesn't get all in the way. It's fun. Now I have a clean room. Now I just got to clean the cat closet up. I had a frame on there. It broke. Pretty upset about it. And an old Tim would have got real mad about it. So this new good guy, Tim, was like, you know what? I'll fix it later and I'll just be sad later. So just sweep it under the rug. Um. Been a big fan of the podcast, Jenny. Um, always listens to the episode. So hi, Jenny. She left a message on my Facebook about this whole good guy, bad guy thing. And it, uh, she said a lot of really nice things. So I appreciate it. So be sure to follow me on Facebook. Um, be sure to go to 2010minutes.com. Follow me on all social media. You can donate to the podcast if you want. Uh, <laughs> I was wearing my functioning psychopath sweatshirt today when I went to Trader Joe's, or I like to call it Trader Joseph's. And how hip am I? And the old lady, I don't know why I called her an old lady. Like, hey, old lady, <laughs> listen, old late, old bag lady, let me tell you something. She was like, oh, I, I could give that sweatshirt to a couple people I know. I'm like, oh, yeah? Well, here's my card. And I didn't have a card. I tried to explain to her what a podcast was. And uh, I gave her my website on the back of her receipt. So hopefully, if she's listening to this, I'm sorry for calling you an old lady. Uh, you, are very, you are a very nice lady. That's who you are. So I appreciate it. So I, I tried to sell my podcast and I told her at the end, I was like, yeah, I used to be very embarrassed about talking about the podcast, but I need to put myself out there a little bit more and uh, just be more confident, which I'm trying to, to be. I just don't like being cocky, be like, yeah, you should listen to my podcast. It's awesome. It's about mental health. And I cry and laugh and everyone's like, well, what are you talking about? And I go, I don't know. You ever get nervous and like talk really fast so no one can hear you, but they sit there, they're like, yeah, what? So I usually try to do that so people can just say, yeah, because you know, when someone says something new and you don't know what they said, you just say, yeah, I try to reverse that. And then some people don't fall for it and they go, what did you say? And I'm like, hey, man, I don't really know, like myself very much. And they're like, huh? Yeah, I do that a lot on purpose. I just got great news recently. So my mom is a huge Casey and the Sunshine Band fan and I am too. It's one of the greatest concepts I've ever been to. And I told her, I was like, next show. I don't care how much it is. When he comes around, we're getting tickets and I'm buying them. She sends me a screenshot. Tickets went on sale four days ago. I go, oh man, we got to get to the bottom of this right now. So I call my brother, call my sister-in-law. And by call them, I put them in a group chat. So we got a group of people going to see Casey and the Sunshine Band. And I don't know how we did it, but we got second row, which is row B. And hopefully it is the second row because sometimes they throw you through a loop with these letter rows. So hopefully it's it's the second row. And they didn't give me a map of where I would be... Uh, be standing so we're sitting people can't stand out of casing the sunshine band show i'm your boogie man that's where i am all right let's talk about some news some mental health news you ready to hear about this one you hear about this one the dsm-5 i don't know if you're familiar with it i talked about this uh early in my podcasting career it's a diagnostic manual for mental health professionals 
It was updated this early March, actually, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual for Mental Disorders. A new condition added to the DSM-5 called Prolonged Grief Disorder, which is probably exactly what you think it is. It sparked debate among mental health experts after I, I read this article because I deal with a lot of people that deal with grief, and it's not easy. While some consider the addition unnecessary and stigmatizing, others feel it will increase access to care. So this is super uh, interesting. Major point of contention in addition of prolonged grief disorder, a longer lasting and more disruptive form of grief that extends beyond a year after a death or loss for adults and six months for children. So standard grief, I get it. Um, it's prolonged, but is it uh, what they're battling is, is it a mental health disorder? Psychi- a psychologist named Noel Hunter, who specializes in trauma and grief, strongly disagrees with this addition. This is yet another disgusting display of overreach pharmaceutical influence and the ability, the in- inability as a society to tolerate painful emotions. The updates to the DSM are sadly representative of a process that had been troubled from the start. So I'm thinking this guy is like, I don't know why he's so upset. Because I, I go through a range of emotions when I read something because I don't know both sides yet. And I'm such like a guy in the middle. That's why my favorite color is gray. Because I like both sides. Not I don't like the both sides of everything. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm more of like a... Uh, I like the first bite of my pizza slice rather than my last bite of the pizza slice. I'm not a big crust guy. So I'm more in the white category for pizza slices. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Because I don't. Um, so this is referring to why he's uh, so upset is because it's referring to the financial conflicts surrounding the DSM-5 and their task force members, which sounds very aggressive. According to reporting from the time of the DSM-5's release in 2012, nearly 70% of the DSM-5's task force members reported financial relationships with pharmaceutical companies. Now it's making sense. Once I read that, I go, well, they're in cahoots with the people that make drugs. So it was already a consideration under major depressive disorder, which was the prolonged grief disorder. So it's under the major depressive disorder. This is just the first time it's become its own separate category. It is a clear attempt to provide medical justification for prescribing more antidepressants and further numb in our society. Yes, um, I think medication is thrown around pretty easily, especially when you have a title for it. Like ADHD, what's the first drug you think of? Adderall. That's what I'm on. Does it work? I don't know anymore. I'm on 50 milligrams of extended release, and I'll take a nap right after I take them. Um, I go back and forth on the regular Adderall, but I can I can understand this. It's like okay, and now we have a new mental health disorder. It's like what drugs can we use? Critics fear that it will lead to more false positives and encourage pharmaceutical companies to jump at the opportunity to develop new medications and to convince the public that they need medical treatment to cope with the universal life experience of bereavement and mourning. Of course, everybody's different. Everybody grieves different. I, I always see that thing on the news where it's like someone grieves and like they make jokes about it to themselves. Like I would, when I grieve, it's, it's, I would make terrible jokes and people be like, oh, you're not grieving. It's like, who, who are you to tell me how to grieve? Just because you don't have a sense of humor and I do doesn't mean that I'm not like having a hard time as well. Um, it can be it can be especially harmful because when a bereaved person is in a vulnerable state and an expert tells them they are a disorder or abnormal, they may begin to mistrust themselves or their emotions. What do you guys think about this, huh? Huh? I'm like Dora the Explorer. What do you think about the DSM-5 and prolonged depressive disorder? Was that even the name of it? See, I don't even remember the name of it. 
um major depressive disorder yeah like you have a disorder you're sad uh your dad died so hit some pills to get over it i would just think that they would give like xanax and stuff for people to relax but again i'm not a professional i don't i don't recommend buying this dsm-5 it's very eye-opening because i did not know that the task force members nearly 70 percent of them reported financial relationships with pharmaceutical companies they can sign me up for the sake of naming the meds all right Anyone out there that's a, a name meter or a medication namer, call this guy up, Scab Jones. Yo, what's up, Georgia? Holler at your boy, state of Georgia. Less than a week after the General Assembly approved the legislation, Governor Brian Kemp, not related to Sean Kemp, signed a bill that aims to increase Georgians. <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, we're Georgians. Shout out to Georgie girl. Uh, they signed a bill that aims to increase Georgians' access to mental health and substance abuse care. Fantastic. Except to go into effect July 1st, the state would enforce a federal law that requires uh, parity in health coverage, forgive student loans for mental health providers who work in undeserved areas of the state and take other steps to improve care. That's awesome. Go to school for this? That, that's how they're going to push people. Like you, you go to college for this. You pay for it, right? If you drop out, they don't they don't waive it. But then, like after like five years of like work, they should write off your student loans. That that's how it would help with metal. They need to write off student loans already. I I dropped out in two thousand five. I am somehow still paying student loans. I don't know how. I, I actually do because I didn't know how to handle money as a young age. So I always did deferment in the other one. So I didn't know what that meant. So I just kept on not paying it because I like to rip it as a young twenty year old. So um, get financial uh, help if you're. Uh, a young person or persons. Um, so Georgia has eight psychiatrists per 100,000 children. The academy suggests a better ratio is 47 per 100,000. That is insane to me. Like, how does it get to that? The bill would require all insurance companies who offer mental health coverage to cover in the same way physical health is covered. Like, this is what we're trying to do, people. Out of all the states, I wouldn't have guessed Georgia, not because of like, I have anything against Georgia. Haley from Podcast 27 is from Georgia. I just didn't think like they would be on the top list of mental health. She even said something about them. Be like, wow, I'm surprised about that. So hopefully this works out. And then other states like Massachusetts and everybody else can uh, jump on this. Waive student loans for people that work in the medical field. I'm for it. All right. Um, now, California teachers train to spot mental health warning signs. I'm indifferent on this one because a teacher has, didn't sign up to like uh, be a doctor for kids, but they should be helped with learning warning signs. Like I took a class with my Plymouth uh, Suicide Prevention Coalition. Like I went to a free class about it. I think having that on the curriculum for teachers is more good than than harm, right? If you teach them to look at the warning signs and 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 help them and say the right things to them, I think that would that'd be fantastic. It's like, you guys have been teaching the same thing every year. How about you learn something new? I have a weird battle with teachers. I love teachers. I get a lot of my friends that are teachers. I just wish they could change the system and teach what they want to teach. I want to say that you go to any teacher and be like, are you teaching exactly what you want to teach? And I'm going to, I'm going to say they say no, because I think school should teach you a lot of other things because I wouldn't have spent all this money and not have paid for my college student loans if I understood how money worked. And how bills worked. I just got into stocks randomly. I put some money into some stocks. I don't even know what I'm doing. Okay. It was like penny stocks because I want to figure out how it is. I don't want anyone to explain it to me. I'm going to figure it out on my own. I like money. I want more money. 
And I'm trying to figure out how to get that. So, and you know me with schools. I've been very vocal about this whole school debate because of um, just what they teach in school. They need to teach better things. And I think with the mental health, California teachers, that's a big state for getting all the teachers to do that. But I don't know if they're going to be on the hook for that. So if some kid ends up doing something because they didn't see the warning signs, is that the fault on the teachers or what? Because they're going to be trained, but all kids don't have signs. Like everyone does it their own way. Like no one knew that I was depressed and I'm just a big kid. Like C's and D's get degrees. I don't feel like, I just don't think I'm an adult. I'm 36. That is disgusting. And everyone like older than 36, like, oh my God, you're so young. I hate that. If you're one of those people, I hate that. Like, oh yeah, so I remember your age. I'm like, dude, you're 39. Like, what are you talking about? Like, ah, man, you have more hair than me. Um, I don't even know where I was going with that, how I'm a small kid. Well, I think probably for the fact that I'm wearing a Rocco's Modern Life t-shirt. So uh, I think that would explain a lot. But then everyone's like, oh, you're just a good, you're just a fun guy. Oh, yeah? Am I a good guy? A fun guy? I'll tell you, a big lice guy. That's an inside joke. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to talk about today. I want to say this. Okay, I always have like a, I always look up positive fun facts to be positive. I found this one. Male puppies let female puppies win play fights. I thought that was cute. But then I thought about it as a male. And it's like, yeah, it's like... Girls can girls can win stuff. Like back in the day, it's like, oh yeah, men was like the superior. There's women out there who kick the absolute absolute shit out of me. I get that. Um, so like, say you're dating somebody or like you're flirting with somebody and you like go play a game. It's kind of a win win if you beat the girl because you're like, okay, like I won. I like winning. But if you lose, you can just be like, oh yeah, I, I let you win. So you, it's like a it's like a it's a win win, right? I have no idea. I lose a lot. And uh, I don't like losing. I, I'm very competitive. I don't care if I don't care what you are, he, she, they. If you beat me in a game, I'm coming right back at you. I don't care. I'm not a sore loser. All right, I'm not a sore loser. I will shake your hand after, but you will know I am kind of upset. But I won't ruin the night. That's what it's. It's just like a, a quick, weird interaction for me. And if you're on my team, I I'm sorry. I'm sorry for you. But you better pull your slack, whatever it is. Unless I mess up. If I mess up, hand up. And I'm more mad at myself than anybody else. I, I hold myself to a higher standard. But yeah, I am I'm a weird teammate to have. And I've come to terms with it. My friends usually want to kill me. And I understand. But I just like winning. Winning's fun. Losing's all fun. Like, I would rather play somebody in a game that's more aggressive, that wants to win, than someone that's like lackadaisical, like Daria, and doesn't want to doesn't wanna play. Just play you play to win the game. That's all it is. Here's Tim's tip of the day. I'll say this. When you're in a bad mood or like you're just going crazy, because I did I last week I said when you tell people to calm down. Another one is just like if you're tense up, like just breathe. Oh, just breathe. The thing I do automatically. But the funny thing is, if you do breathe. <laughs> You feel so much better. There's been so many times I'm driving, I'm driving, that I'm driving. And then like, I just realized I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, I didn't breathe for like three exits. So if you do focus on your breathing, it, it is a big help. But I just hate when people tell you things that you already know, I guess. And it's like, I, I, do they want to help? Or are they just saying things because they don't want to see me upset? I don't know. But just breathe. Thanks, pal. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of 20 Tim Minutes. I am your host, Tim McCarthy. Hopefully you had a fun time with me. 
You can follow me on social medias at 2010minutes.com. You can download my app. How about you buy some merch from me? Huh? Buy some merch. I'm sick of it. No, I'm just kidding. Spending money sucks. I get it. But I love you guys. <laughs> and have a good one. Are we clear? Oh, okay. We're clear. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. If you are feeling suicidal, please dial 911.